This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Back in July 1985, uh, on the campus of Royal Roberts University, uh, there was a prophetess that I ran into in the uh, in the airport in uh, Dallas Fort Worth. Dallas Dallas Fort Worth. I'm not going to go into that whole thing because it'll take up too much time. That's a story in itself. But anyway, she uh, said something to me there on the campus. She said to me, "The Lord says that your vision is not big enough." expand your vision. It's not big enough. And at that point, I didn't know what a vision was, much less expand it. Amen. But you just receive it. See, that's what you do when you don't understand something. You just hear what they say. You receive it, put it on a shelf, and wait until such time as God reveals to you what it is they're talking about. They don't have to be crazy. You know, sometimes we say, ah, that ain't God. Get out of my face. You know, it might be God. Okay, so you put it on the shelf. If it's not God, no problem. It's on the shelf. You can dust it. Amen. As long as you don't try to follow it, fulfill it right then and there. So as I said, I didn't even know what a, what a, what a vision was at the time, but that's what she had said to me. And then she said to me, when, when we were, uh, again, when we were on the campus uh, of Oral Roberts University, and you know, they have the Maybe Center, and they have the Learning Center, and they have the Prayer Tower, and they have the dormitories, and they have all these things on the, on the campus there. Well, we had pulled up next to the Maybe Center in the in Oral Roberts University bus that they had picked us up from the airport. And she said to me, the Lord says your vision is not big enough. Expand your vision. And then she said to me, look at all these buildings and think education. Look at all these buildings and think education. Now that's English. I understand that. I understand what she was talking about, but I don't know. You know, I, I could not piece it together. The puzzle, all the puzzle pieces were not present to have that to make any kind of sense that uh, you know that can that can uh, be utilized here in my, in my walk, but uh, as we'll see as we go on, these things are going to begin to come together. We did a message here one time called uh, 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 the uh, oh boy, I can't remember the name of the message now. Uh, signposts, signposts along the way. God shows you things. He gives you little pieces. All of these are little puzzle pieces for you, for your vision that he has given you for the future. God never gives you the whole thing at one shot, okay? He gives you a piece here, a piece there, and when you put those puzzle pieces together, you will see the whole picture by and by, all right? So <clears throat> that was one of the, not the first, but one of the first things that was to happen to me, all right? And that was a, by a prophetess. Well, in October 2001, this, this last bishop's meeting, uh, I had two separate individuals come to my wife and I and give us words from the Lord. And, and uh, one of them, I did not know him. That was the first time I had met him. The other couple, I did know them. Well, first he, uh, and I'm sure he'll be back here, he, he spoke to me and he said, uh, uh, words to the effect, he said to my wife and I that... Uh, you know, people need to be careful about how they talk about certain situations because there, there were certain of them that were speaking against big churches. And he said, and I kept my mouth shut because he said, the Lord showed me that you guys are going to have a mega church. It's going to be a mega church. So, uh, you know, uh, had I gotten in, gotten in line with what they were saying against big churches, I would have been, I would not have been able to deliver this word to you. 
Okay, so you, you got to be careful of what you, you know, what you say or what you get in agreement with with other people when you, because basically you you just display your ignorance that you really don't know what you're talking about. All right. So now then this other uh, this one was a bishop and his wife. Uh, they also called us aside at a separate time, still at, during the same uh, group of meetings. And they asked if they could speak to my wife and I privately, privately, and they took us. Uh, so I, we took them up to my office, and in the office, uh, they they said a number of things to us. Uh, one of the things that they said to us, my wife, Mike, reminded me yesterday, was that things are going to start to come to you, and they're going to be coming effortlessly. Things are just going to happen. They're just going to come. You know, people, money, things are just going to come effortlessly. And then the other thing they said, uh, I don't know if I shared this part with you, I may have, but they said that uh, somehow away with what the Lord is going to do with you, we know that you are your established ministry in the name of the ministry is Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church and all of like that, but you maybe you, you just consider it, just pray about adding the word cathedral to the name of the church, okay? So I said, okay, so uh, back to the shelf, amen. All right, we're gonna put that back up on the shelf, okay? All right, so keeping all those things in mind, then this past March uh, 2nd, uh, uh, Minister uh, Barbara Screening uh, had a, a brunch for, for the First Lady, and she had a prophetess to come to speak and she said a number of things to us also. Now, uh, they're going to fit in line with some of what, uh, what we're going to talk about today. It, it, it's going to be mainly informational, okay? But any information that you receive that's in line with the Word of God, it's, it's good for you. Amen. You can take what you, see, what you see in there that you can use, take it. Amen. Take it, okay? I mean, it's just like when there's a healing line. Okay, someone may be called out specifically who has a maybe has a knee problem and they're called out specifically and uh, they're called forward by the person who's praying and said, all right, the Lord showed me that someone has a, a knee problem or something like that. I want you to come forward. All right. So when that person comes forward, if you're sitting out there with a knee problem, you listen, because whatever is for them is for you. You receive it also. In the name of Jesus, just because they don't call you specifically, God's word is of no private interpretation. Amen. All right. Now, I know that you cannot apply that to if God tells you specifically something, a calling that's on your life, that that's. But I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about general terms of healing, things like that, or some of the things that I'm going to say to you today. So if you hear it and it fits you, hey, take it. All right. So this prophetess, I believe her name is Evelyn, is it? Evelyn, okay. She she said a, a number of things uh, to me. She said a number of things to a number of people, but uh, specifically to this church. Uh, she said that she sees a bouquet of flowers representing many colors, nationalities, races of people. Uh, in other words, uh, that the church is not going to be a quote-unquote black church or a you know, this church or that church. And this is one of the prayers that I've had from the inception that I want the church to look like heaven. I mean, I no, I don't have nothing against you. You look like me. Hey, Amen. All right. I don't have nothing against you, but I want the church to look like heaven. Black, white, red, yellow, and brown. Every kindred, every tongue, every nation, every people. That's been my prayer from the outset, from the very beginning. So when she said that, it just fit right smooth in to what I believed and was seeking uh, the desire of my heart from the Lord anyway, all right? So then she said something else. She said, uh, uh, and I see a, 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 another building, I believe she said for you. And then she says, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, 10,000 people. A building's not enough for 10,000 people. Sound like a whole square block. Now, she doesn't know anything about it, but that fit, again, that fit right smooth in with what we've been praying about because uh, we have a specific block square block in mind that I'll not mention right now because we have some visitors and what that they'll they'll say, I know I'm out of here now. This boy crazy. Okay. So I won't I won't mention it right this minute, but uh we have a specific square square block in mind. Okay. Then she said something else. She said something about 
uh, housing for the aged. Now, I have not thought of it in those terms, but I, we have, I have been talking about for a long time providing housing for, for Christians. Amen. I want to provide housing for Christians. I want, I want Christians to have their own apartment house or their own, uh, you know, brownstones or whatever that they can, that they can have and they don't have to worry about the clown next door with his loud music and his, you know, his voodoo chants and his, you know, you know, and his, his liquor parties and his card parties and all the rest of that stuff. I, I wanted, that's something that I wanted. So when she said this about uh, housing for the for the age or something like that, I said, well, that, hey, that, uh, that's a possibility. You put that on the shelf, but it fits right in with the housing. It also fits in with, look at all of these buildings and think education, okay? Because now at Oral Roberts University, they're setting up a retirement uh, village out there, okay? Hey, think about that, okay? Then she said something else. She said, and I just see many, many classrooms, classrooms in here, many classrooms, well, see, now that's another part of the vision. That's another part of the vision is education. Look at all these buildings and think education, okay? And we, we're starting our life enrichment classes now, which includes a computer and, 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 and uh, reading, uh, reading for, for, the, uh, for adult reading classes as well as the, the Christian school. And, and we're going to do the financial classes. And, and I'm believing God that we'll be able to get the, the Spanish classes going also to teach Spanish because that's something else that I got while I was out there. Uh, you know, not only the Zulu, but we got to learn Spanish because that is a, that is a major language here in, in our country now. And, and we just have to learn it. I mean, if, even if it's only conversational, I, I believe we ought to be fluid enough that we can communicate with these people because we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, if the folk down the block or next door are speaking Spanish and they don't speak English, we ought to be able to communicate Jesus to them. Amen. So anyway, that's that's another area that we're looking at. OK. And then she said something else. And this was the now this is a real shelf hanger. OK. She said, God's going to give you a new vision. God's going to give you a new vision. Now, I've had my vision for long, long time, he's, he always, he always uh, gives it more clarity as time goes by. He gives you, like I said, some of these puzzle pieces. He'll get, that's what I'm saying, this, is, this will work for all of you. You just listen up, see? He gives you more clarity as time goes by. He gives you another piece of the puzzle, and each time you get a piece of the puzzle, it makes the picture take better, closer form. Okay, so that you can you can see. Okay, hey, I see this now. I see this. So anyway, she said he's going to give you a new vision. So wow, that's that, now that's amazing. Okay, I'm definitely going to put that on the shelf. All right, now I want you to turn turn in your Bibles, please. Remembering all those things, turn to to Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Hallelujah to Jesus. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, that's page 733 in the FMCF Bible. It reads this way. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, listen to what he said now, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Then he says, believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Hallelujah. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established or made sure. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper or succeed. Amen. All right. Now, Proverbs 29, 18.
more familiar scripture. Proverbs 29, verse 18. And it reads this way. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Hallelujah. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now notice, the, the, the prophetess did not say to me, I don't have a vision. She said, the vision I have is not big enough. In other words, the vision that I have, God has given me a bigger vision than what I could see. See, I only saw a small portion of it. She said, it's much bigger than what you see. Your vision may be much bigger than what you see. See, you may only see a, a little piece of it. Glory to God. And where there is no vision, the people perish. So even if, even if you have a little piece, work that thing. Work the little piece you have until God reveals more. All right? Praise God. Okay, next. In, you don't have to turn there. I'll just, I'll just quote it because it takes something too long. In Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. He says, write the vision and make it plain. Write it upon tables and make it plain so that others who see it can run with it. Hallelujah. Okay? Write the vision. Make it plain. Write it on tables so that Others can see it and they can run with it. Because, see, God does not expect any one of us to do the vision that he's given us by ourselves. He sends people. He sends men. He sends people to assist you to fulfill the vision that he's given you. Because God never gives you anything small. Hallelujah. He's a big God. He only does things big. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He does big things. See, we, we try and limit God to our thinking. But when God gives you a vision, it's always bigger than you can do. It's always more than you can afford. Hallelujah. See, it's always more than you can afford, bigger than you can do, and it's always somewhere you can go. Hallelujah. See, because he, he wants to give you something that you've got to rely on him. See, he, he commands you to walk by faith, and then he, how could he dare give you something that you could see just like this? No, 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 no. He does not operate that way. He gives you just a little piece and says, go for it. And then he gives you more on the way than he does when you start. Hallelujah. But you've got to go. All right? Praise God. So write the vision and make it plain. All right, now you can turn to this one because it's a big book. You can probably find this. Ezekiel chapter 22. Hallelujah. Now, now, now I quoted this this morning, but that's why I want you to turn to it now because, you know, some of you might have looked at me funny. I caught some of them out there in South Africa looking at me funny. I said, I saw you looking at me funny. Now we're going to turn to it. See, if you'd have kept smiling, we wouldn't have to turn to it, but now we got to turn to it, see? So, I caught him. All right, Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 29. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompense upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Now, now, as I said to you this morning, uh, God can do nothing in the earth without man's permission and man's participation. 
He was looking for the permission of a man, somebody who would stand in the gap, someone who would intercede, that would get with him so that this judgment would not fall on the earth. Because it's not God's will that judgment fall. He's not the one who kills, steals, and destroys. But if you get outside of his will, if you get outside of what he wants done, judgment can fall on you. So he was trying to withhold judgment, but he couldn't find a person. Now that same principle applies when it comes to your vision. Amen. That same principle applies when it comes to the vision that God has given you. You've got to work that thing. The will of God is not automatic. We know, we know the word declares that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. But people are going to hell every day perishing. And it's not his will that they do it, but they have to do what is necessary to keep from going to hell. God gives every one of us a vision, but we got to step out in faith toward that vision before he can bring that vision to pass. You can receive a vision from God, just sit back and wait for God to do it, and it'll never happen. You live your whole lifetime and die without that vision coming to fruition. And that's a sobering thought, but many, many, I say many, have done that. Now, we have, we have a number of, number of examples in, of that. Uh, God seeking for a person. He sought Abraham. He said, Abraham, come out from your, your, your family, your kindred, your, 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 your home, what's familiar to you. Come out from there. I want to start a whole new people with you. I want to make a covenant with you. But now if Abraham had refused to leave and stay with his parents, it would have never happen. It would have never happened. God would have used somebody else. It wouldn't have been Abraham. Might have been slow-mo or somebody. Amen. We'd be called Father Slow-Mo. Amen. See? But, but he not only participated, he gave God permission to come into the earth. God could not, cannot just come into the earth and do what he wants to because the earth no longer belongs to him. Amen. It no longer belongs to him. He made Adam the God of this world and God turned and Adam turned that authority over to the devil. So only those who are born into this earth have authority in this earth. So God needs a man to get in to do whatever he wants to do. Man, old man, you're old man. Amen. Species, okay? That's who we need. That's why, that's why God needs a man's permission and participation. Because, see, he's, otherwise he'd be just like the devil. He'd just bull God his way in here and take over. He doesn't do that. He doesn't operate like that. If he did, most of us would be french fries already. Amen. Hallelujah. Then, then Mary. The mother of Jesus. He needed her permission to use her. Amen. Mary could have said no. Uh-uh. No, you not. What? Without a man? No. No good. Uh-uh. No people don't talk about me. She could very well have said no. No good. Amen. But she said yes. Yes. Yes, Lord, yes. So she, he got her, her uh, permission, and then he got her participation. Hallelujah. Moses, the same way. Moses could have remained the son of Pharaoh. Amen. And he had it going on. Amen. He, he was in line for the throne. He'd been next Pharaoh. Okay? But God spoke to him. Can I come through you? Can I use you? God's saying that to everybody in this house. Can I come through you? Will you let me use you? Will you let me come through you into the earth to do, do what I, I need to do? I gave you a vision. I gave you a glimpse of what I want to do through you. But I need your permission. Can I come through you? 
Oh, glory to God. Let me hurry up. I can, I can stay there and preach a while. You know that. Man. But I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. All right? So he, he, he needs our permission and our participation. All right? In the early days of my walk with the Lord, I was given Daniel chapter 10, verse 9, through the end of the chapter to read. And in the 13th verse, uh, well, let's turn there real quick. Let's turn there. Let's turn there. Daniel chapter j chapter uh, 10 and verse 13. In, in this account, Daniel Daniel had a had a vision, a dream, a vision, which is how God deals with me. He uh, mainly through dreams and visions, but he of course Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that. Mm, all right. All right. He deals with me through dreams and visions, much like Daniel here in this account. And Daniel had this dream, this vision, and and uh, and, uh, and and God appeared to him uh, through through angels and whatnot in several accounts here and spoke to him. But he said, "The first day you prayed, Daniel, the an the answer was sent back to you, but but the devil the devil hindered the bearer of the answer for twenty one days." For 21 days, he was hindered from getting the answer to you. All right? So now, remember I told you about the signposts and the puzzle pieces? This is one of the first scriptures that the Lord ever gave me. All right? And and thank you, Jesus. I don't know how I'm going to get it in, but I, I'll do it, Lord. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, and when he gave me this, 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 this verse, this 13th verse here says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. He said, now I am come. After 21 days, I'm come. After 21 days, here's the answer. But God gave the answer the first day. The first day, God gave the answer. The first day, the first time you prayed, God gave you the answer. Glory to God. First time, first time you prayed, the answer was right there. Hallelujah. So, so anyway, uh, that 21 days, uh, Pastor Sarah Utterbach, she, she uh, threw tongues and interpretation over me. She said, you are called, there will be opposition, and you will minister with power. Uh, when I first got saved and I was going, I was visiting many, many churches trying to find out where the Lord wanted me to go to church. And each day, he would, each night, he would give me a dream when I would come back from visiting a different church. And in, in the, one of the dreams, well, actually a couple of them, but in this one in particular, I saw the framework of a, of a building going up. The foundation was in and the wood was, you know, the wood framing was there. And in the doorway of this wood framing, I knew this was the church that I was going to be a member of because the Lord said to me, the church that you're going to be a member of isn't built yet. It was this one. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, he, in, the frame, in the doorway of this framework, I saw this huge black figure standing in the framework, in the door. And I saw this little tiny stick figure standing next to him. I knew the little one was me. Watch your mouth. Anyhow, <laughs> the big black figure I found out later was the devil. See, this is the opposition. This is the opposition that's going to be against you. you. You are called. There will be opposition. But you will minister with power. All right? So... Having said that, I'm trying to keep this in, in some kind of order here. Uh, having said that, uh, the Lord spoke to me. Oh, my Lord. Not that long ago. It's hard to get all these, all these dates kind of run together unless the Lord gives me revelation on it. And sometimes he does that. And I can tell you exactly when it was. But unless he does, he spoke to me and uh, he said that 21 days for you was 21 years. And I tried to count and I couldn't remember because I don't know exactly the date that I got saved. I know when I got saved, but I don't remember. I don't know the date because I did not know it was salvation because it was kind of like Paul on the road to Damascus. See, when, when, when he heard a voice, knocked him from his donkey. 
Amen. See, it was, it was kind of like that. I heard a voice, you see, and, and uh, I was quick to say, yes, Lord. I got saved right then on the spot, that instant. See, but I didn't realize it then. But I accepted, publicly accepted, uh, sometime later uh, at, a, at a meeting that Dr. Fred Price had here on the, on the East Coast, his first East Coast crusade. I accepted at South Mountain Arena in New Jersey, okay, in, in 1982. But I don't know when this thing was with the, with the Lord speaking to me. Uh, on my bed. But anyway, that's when I got, that's when I really got saved. Hallelujah. And uh, how can I keep it flowing together, Lord? <clears throat> so anyway, <laughs> counting back to that time, I said, Lord, I can't figure out when exactly it is. I don't know if I'm in the 20th year I'm in the 21st year now. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you're in it now. You are in it now. The fullness of time is now. You're in the midst of it right now. Your 21 years have been fulfilled. See, the word says in the fullness of time, God brought forth his son born of a woman. See, in the fullness of time, it had to be when it was time. God has a timetable. Remember when Jesus was at the marriage of the marriage in Cana and, and his mother, his mother said, hey, they don't have no wine. He said, what am I to do with you, woman? My time is not yet come. His time has not yet come. And then in another instance, when he went to uh, it went to an area where the madman of Gadara was. And, and the demon said, we know thee who thou art. Art thou come to torment us before the time? There is a timetable. God has a timetable. So in God's timetable, my 21 years are fulfilled. I'm going somewhere. Just hang with me. I'm, just hang with me. Just, 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 stay, just stay with me. See, because your, yours is in here somewhere. All right? So... So about uh, maybe uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, I was sitting in my bedroom. My wife was in the bedroom. She was doing something. I was sitting. I think I was sitting on an ottoman or something like that. And all of a sudden, it felt like something just came over me. And, 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 and I knew what it was. I couldn't explain it, but I knew what it was. And I said to my wife, I said, I feel like a wave of prosperity just flowed over me. Just like that. Just just like like pouring pouring warm honey, you know, so that it's loose and running, pouring it on your head and watching it run, feeling it run down all over your body, down to your feet. You know, that's the way it was. And I and I knew what it was. It was a wave of prosperity. But see, I didn't know that God not had not yet said to me that your 21 years have been fulfilled. He had not yet said to me that that 21 days was 21 years. He said that after. Because God get you and put you in your mother's womb to let you come on out to fulfill the end that he put out there, see? Because that, that's why he can give you vision. Because he already put it out there. Now, now, now. So, Glory to God. Mm. So this wave of prosperity came over me. The Lord said something else to me. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place of thy tent. I'm not going to turn there. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And I seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Hallelujah. In other words, he's saying stretch out. Some of y'all need to stretch out. Did you hear what I said? Some of y'all need to stretch out. Some of you have been confined too long. You've been in your little place too long. It's time to stretch out, see? Lengthen your cords and strengthen your state, see? Time to stretch out. So that, that's what he said to me. That's one of the other things that he said to me. Now remember, these are these are all puzzle pieces. They're going, they're all these little puzzle pieces are going together to make this big picture. 
Because God speaks in pictures. The world was framed by words. Hallelujah. All right? Now, I said to the Lord, how can I define this, this time period for people? How can I tell people this? He said, simply, Jubilee. Jubilee. It's Jubilee for me. Amen. Y'all can get mad at me. Don't make me know. Never mind. I'm going to enjoy Jubilee anyhow. Hallelujah. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy every bit of it. I, I believe like, 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 like Brother Jakes. I tell my wife all the time, hey, it's his season. He's taking full advantage of it. He's writing books. He's doing, he doing CD. He's doing music. It is his Jubilee. Get it while it's hot, brother. Amen. Because I remember the time when it was somebody else's time. And I mean, they was hot. Every time you turn on the radio, every time you turn on the TV, that's all you heard was about them. And then all of a sudden, they disappeared. Get it while it's hot. Well, I want you to know it's my jubilee. And I'm getting it while it's hot. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm right in the midst of it. Because this is what the Lord said to me, you see. He said, jubilee, one word. Just jubilee. That's what it is. I said, ooh, okay. I can say that. I'll say that. I will say that. Okay, so anyway, now last year in South Africa, I was asked to speak at a church uh, about tithing and giving because they were having great difficulty with the people giving. Well, they received, after my three-day seminar, what normally takes them a month to receive, they received it in one Sunday's offering. Signpost, 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 all right, signpost, okay, so, <laughs> hallelujah, in one Sunday, I mean, the pastor was so excited, he was jumping up and down when he came to me, because I wasn't there for that Sunday, I'd gone on to preach somewhere else, and when he came back, I mean, he was so excited, he said, Maruti, Hayish, 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 that's the way he talked, you know, he said, it usually takes me four Sundays plus the midweek services to receive what I received in one day. One Sunday's offering. And like I said, I wasn't even there. See, give him the glory. Give him the glory. See, give him the glory. Hallelujah. He wouldn't let me be there. You might mess up and mess around and take, try to take the credit for it. All right? Hallelujah. So anyway, thank you, Jesus. This year, another pastor I was supposed to speak for, I spoke for him the first Sunday. I arrived there on Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. I, I, uh, I had to speak for him, two services, Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Well, that, that, uh, at that service, I had my message prepared, had nothing to do with offering, had nothing to do with tithes, had nothing to do with that. But he heard about what happened the year before. So he said, uh, I'm turning the whole thing over to you. So uh, would you please do my offering first? <laughs> Okay, see, see, see. So I wasn't prepared. So I said, okay, Lord, you got to give me something. I don't know what to do, you know. So I went up there and I'm telling you for about 20 minutes, for about 20 minutes before I ever got to my message, I was on it. And let me tell you, I didn't know then, but I saw him like two days later. I said, Maruti, 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 he's three times the normal offering for a Sunday. It was three times. And I'm talking about, oh, glory to God. Listen to this now. Listen to this. Hear this clearly. Hear this clearly. I'm talking about a tent. He has a tent church. So a lot of the people are from the, you know, from the squatter camps and, you know, without jobs and this and that and the other thing. It had nothing to do with it. Okay. And this is what I tried to tell him. Listen. It is not who's sitting in front of you. He's the source. Believe him for the offering. Don't pay any attention to who's sitting in front of you who may have this and may not have that. It's not about them. See, it's, it's not about them at all. As a matter of fact, they have a program now. They just started another church in a squatter camp. And they said that, uh, you know, the pastors that they install there, he, he talks about all the time that, you know, this, this is a squatter camp. These people have no jobs and they have no money. They, you know, they build their own houses out of whatever they can find and all the rest of that stuff. And I told the pastor that was telling me, telling me this about him. I said, you go back and you tell him to stop looking at them people. God is his source, not them people. 
I said, I wish you, he said, and they have a program where they give him two years. They support him for two years to build up this church before they, they cut him loose and, and don't send him support anymore. I said, man, you can send me support for two years. I'll take it gladly, Jack, you know, because I know I'd be smoking for sure then. Okay, because God pouring it out here and you sending it in here, I'd be in, oh man, what you talking about? But I said, you say to him, don't let those people be your source. God is your source. People are merely a resource. God can send it any way he wants to. It doesn't have to be through those people that are sitting in front of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, okay. All right. All right. Let, let, let's go. Let's go. All right. So, thank you, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. All right, so he received three times his normal offering. Now, I want to say this to you. Several years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, you confess or say you're blessed. And I've been saying it ever since. I'm blessed. Come on, think of it. I'm blessed. When I do my prayers, I say, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thank God Almighty, I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed coming in and going out. I'm blessed in the city and in the field. I'm blessed to be above and not to leave. I'm blessed to be the head and not the tail. Lord Jesus, I'm blessed. Oh, it's so good to be blessed. Glory to God, I'm blessed. And I've been saying it for all these years. I just said it, said it, said it, said it. See, because remember, the world was framed by words. God had to get you to say some stuff so he can get to you what he wants to get to you so he can get the part of the vision that he wanted you to have. You got to get in participation with him. So that's why he said to me, say you're blessed. And I start saying I'm blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So anyway, about five years ago, I hooked up with Dr. Hilliard as a mentor. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Outstanding. Let's move on. In 2000, the Lord told me, I see some of you think, oh, you just accepted that because Bishop McCarthy asked you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, no, no. I prayed about that thing big time. That bishop thing, I prayed about it big time. And the Lord spoke to me and said, yes, you accept it. So the Lord <laughs> appointed and anointed and called me to this bishop thing. It made no difference what McCarthy does or does not do. Okay. Amen. So, and you know that I'm always talking about taking you to another level of faith. Faith. That's why we started doing the cruises. You know about that, yeah? Amen. So the cruises, there's, there's purpose in them. It's not just going on vacation. Yes, I want you to go on vacation because you need to do that. But it's also to get you to step up another level in faith. To take a level in faith that you haven't been before. Do something you haven't done before. As long as you keep doing the same thing you've always been doing and expect a different result, you're crazy. And it ain't going to happen. Do something new. Do something different. Amen. Hallelujah. Back down the stairs. If you've been going down forward, don't look like me. <laughs> okay, about four years ago, I started practicing and following the principle of Philippians 4 of supporting the man, woman of God who teach me the word of God for a first-class lifestyle. Not only with the church doing it, but us, my wife and I, doing it personally. Personal giving. Our giving has increased dramatically with giving to individuals. And not only that, through the impact offerings, through the covenant partner offerings, and through the, the, the first fruit offering that we did the first time this year. The first fruit offering that we did the first time this year. I'm telling you, God has shown me that it is a lifestyle. You Not only do you live by faith, if you live by faith, you live by giving. That's how you live is by your giving. See, because you're giving... Because that's why Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Because, see, that is a lifestyle. And as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. So as long as you're sowing seed, you've got to get a harvest. Harvest is coming. On every wave, harvest is coming. Well, I want you to know that's what's beginning to happen. It's coming in on every wave. Every wave is absolutely astounding. I had, I had... I had a couple out in South Africa after I preached this message. I mean, forget about the offering. They put a, put 500 rand in an envelope for me and just put my name on it. Take this, take this, take, take this. Take it. Glory to God, I'm a living sister. Bring it on. Amen. Bring it on. I know how to receive. See, I, I learned how, how to really give. I was always a giver. 
I never had a problem with giving, but now I've gotten into the giving flow. See, when you get into the giving flow, I'm telling you, it is absolutely astounding what God will do. I'm telling you, things start coming on every way. Remember that, that scripture over in, you don't have to turn there, Ecclesiastes, it said, give a portion of seven, a portion to eight. Remember that? And he said that you'll, you'll cast your bread upon the waters, and after many days, it'll come back. Come back. Well, it's coming in on every wave. Coming in on every wave, I'm telling you. They'd be slapping you upside the head, coming in on every wave. Now, remember, remember what the prophet said. Remember the first one. Remember the first one. The prophet said, the prophet said, stuff is just going to come to you without effort. It's just going to flow to you. And folks say, ooh, boy, you, I mean, you just, you just so blessed. Hey, 21 years. Don't forget the 21 years. Amen. There was lean times. There was, hey, that, that rhymes. Hey, hey, lean times. Bacon and bean times. Hey, hey, okay, remember that. Don't forget that, see. Don't forget. Amen, amen. But see, the timing, the fulfillment, the vision, things coming together. Because you walk the walk, see, you walk in the walk and you stayed the course, even though it looked hard, even though it looked tough, even though sometimes things didn't go right, even though sometimes it looked like you wasn't going to make it, you stayed the course, you fulfilled your 21 years. Glory to God, hallelujah. So, <laughs> glory to God, I got a whole bunch of scriptures I can give you, but we don't have time. So, so I, I, I'm just going to read them off to you. Luke 6, 38. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 9, Acts 20, 25. All of those speak about those things, about the giving, the principle of giving and, and receiving. Okay? All right? Now, listen. Listen to this. In the church, in my personal life, and in the lives of those I minister to, great increase is happening. Let, let, let me say it again. In the church... In my personal life and in the lives of those I minister to, great increase is happening. Great increase is happening. You say, well, 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 I don't see it. Get in the flow. Just get in the flow. See, all you got to do is get in the flow. All you got to do is get in the flow. Say, hey, you know, when, 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 when the head is anointed, it flows down to the body. And see, if, if I'm the head of this congregation and you the body, it got to flow down to you. So, see, and then remember your words, your confession make all the difference in the world. Say, oh, no, 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 no. If it's his 20 young years are fulfilled, I'm a part of that body. My 21 years are fulfilled in him. I'm a part of the body. It got to flow down to me. It got to come to me too. It's got to come to me too. See, and it's, oh, glory to God, it's our time. I just want you to know it's our time. It's our time, bless God. It's our time. Yes, yes, yes. Because remember, <laughs> remember, remember the puzzle pieces. Remember the puzzle pieces. Remember the vision gets brighter and brighter, bigger and bigger, because we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. The life of the Christian is supposed to get brighter and brighter, not dimmer and dimmer. I said brighter and brighter, not dimmer and dimmer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we have told you in years going by, of my ability to handle money. I, I, I never tried to take any credit for that. I believe God gave me that uh, uh, even from birth. I, I told you uh, about my declaration at approximately nine years of age of becoming a millionaire. Amen. Amen. I was eight, nine years old, living in Brooklyn, in a seven-story walk-up, getting ready to walk down and go to school. Amen. I walked down one flight. There was a big window there. And, you know, and, and when I got there, all of a sudden, I just stopped. I'm not talking about eight, nine-year-old kid, okay? Where am I going to get this from? He sure had no, you need no week, no seven-story walk-up. 
if he had any money, you know, okay? But anyhow, you know, I stopped on that landing and I looked out the window and all of a sudden out of my mouth came, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? I came from God. I came from God, see? And I, I never denied it. I didn't understand it, but I never denied it. All these years, I always recount that story, okay, of what happened. So anyway, you, you look at that. Uh, then I was believing for the four-bedroom house. And the Lord said, no, a mansion. The Lord said, no, a mansion. I wasn't thinking about no mansion. I said, hey, four-bedroom, good enough for me. I'll make one of my office. Hey, man, I'll get a bedroom. Anybody left over? Hey, you got to go for them other two. <laughs> hey, man, okay? But, that, but the Lord said, no, a mansion. The Lord said, a mansion. All right? I'm telling you, it's getting ready to come. Watch it. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. I mean, it's getting closer and closer. The picture's getting brighter and brighter. Getting brighter and brighter. I see it more and more. I can see clearly now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Watch this now. Watch this. Hallelujah. Okay. I believe from the first time I ever read in Genesis about Joseph. Remember, just write these scriptures down. Genesis chapter 41. Genesis chapter 41, verse 55 through 57, and Genesis chapter 47, verse 13 through 25. Now, in those verses, you will find that because Joseph was, was uh, given the gift by God to interpret dreams, that he interpreted the dream for Pharaoh, and Pharaoh made him second in command. And he told about the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. And he said, he told Pharaoh, you need to appoint somebody over that so that they can prepare for the seven years of famine. And Pharaoh appointed him. And as you read those, those scriptures that I gave you there, you will find that he, he, he got all the money for Pharaoh. He got all the cattle for Pharaoh. He got all the land for Pharaoh. And then when they didn't have anything else, he got the people for Pharaoh. And I've said since I first read that, I think the first time I ever read that, I said, that's what we ought to be doing for God. Because remember, Pharaoh, I mean, Joseph was a type of Christ. That's what we ought to be doing for God. We ought to be getting the land. We ought to be getting the, the resources. We ought to be getting the money. We ought to be getting the people for God. Hallelujah. And, and in, those, in those scriptures, it says that, it says that at, the, at, the, at the last, the people came to Joseph and said, uh, came to Joseph and said, we don't have any more cattle. We've already given you our, 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 all the money that we have. This is all we have left now is ourselves and our land. Take that. And Joseph said, okay, now you work the land, you get a salary, but the land belongs to Pharaoh, and so do you. We should be doing the same thing for God. Exactly the same thing for God. That's why it's so important that you prosper. See, see, prosperity is a there's purpose for prosperity. It's not just for you to have big cars and, uh, you know, and a big house and all the rest of that stuff. There, there's, there's good purpose for it. Okay, so now... Uh, the fullness of time is at hand. Now, let's go back to the beginning. The new vision. The new vision that the prophet spoke. The new vision is that of living, teaching, and imparting prosperity, God's way, to his people. Let me say that again. The new vision is that of living, teaching, and imparting prosperity God's way to God's people. I believe that I've been called, anointed, appointed for such a time as this. I believe and receive the prophet's word from the Lord of a new vision. And that vision is of prosperity on a level that we have heretofore not known. Prosperity on a level so that we can be to God as Joseph was to Pharaoh. I believe that it's going to continue to flow on every wave. 
our direction. And anyone who will believe, anyone who will stand, glory to God. Now listen, listen, listen. When this happens, remember where we started with the offering. Be not high-minded. Be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but only in the living God. Every day, every day that I live, I'll give all the glory. See, I'll give all the glory to him. See, because he wants to bless you exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And some people are anointed to do it. And I believe I'm anointed to do it. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. I believe I'm anointed to do that. I believe I'm anointed for the blessings of God. I believe I'm anointed for the finances to flow. I'm a believe I'm anointed for the buildings to flow. I believe I'm anointed for the people. Blessed be God. Somebody would say, uh, Dr. Hilly would say, if you're in a, in, in a neighborhood, and you're preaching the word of God, you're preaching the word of faith, just like the guy up the block, just like the, the guy around the corner, just like the guy down the other end of the block. Why should folk come to your church? And his answer is because I'm anointed. Blessed be God. And what you need, you can't get down the block. You can't get around the corner. You can't get back there. What you need, you can only get it from me because God assigned you to me. And as long as you're assigned to me, this is your set place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if this is your set place, anything you're going to get, you got to get it here. I believe I'm anointed for it. I believe I'm the one set here for you. Say, now you're bragging. You call it anything you want to. Bless God, I'm anointed to do it. And it's the anointing <laughs> I said it's the anointing. I said it's the anointing, bless God. I am anointed. I said again, I am anointed. I am anointed for prosperity. I am anointed for the money to come. I am anointed for the buildings to come. See, 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 believe in the Lord your God so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to his holy name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. You know, the word declares that Jesus is going to return and that he's going to be revealed to those who believe he's coming. There are many unbelieving believers who really don't believe he's coming. So when he does come, they ain't going to see him. Oh, wait a minute. What did you say? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You talking about somebody saved? Yeah. Why? Because they don't believe. See, we've been, we've been preaching faith for years. So I started off telling you what I said to, to my wife about, about uh, you know, somebody say, yay, 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 thus saith the Lord, yay, yay. And don't, they don't believe nothing? You've got to believe. And see, the only way you can believe, you got to start out. You start start out a long time ago. I started out believing for some of them, <laughs> some of them meals. I started out believing, see, for another suit that had something in it besides polyester threads. Amen. Hallelujah. I started out believing for little stuff. And then you see, because it's progressive. You just keep believing and you believe for a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more. And then you believe for something that's a little tougher, a little harder. And I'm telling you, God get, goes to heaven and come to pass in your, right in your path, right in the midst of your life. And as it happens and comes to pass, bless God when the other stuff comes, when God expands and shows you the vision that you really are to walk in. Blessed be God, you're ready for it because there's nothing impossible for God. If I can believe, all things are possible. See, I believe that. I believe that there's nothing, absolutely nothing on the face of the earth that if I believe it, God can't get it to me. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. See, I believe that if God says, I want you to take the Empire State Building, I personally believe that if God says he wants me to take it, I'm willing, I'll go, I'm just like Joshua and Caleb. I said that we're well able to possess the land. Let's go up at once and possess it. You say, you know how many millions of dollars they would ask for that? It might be a billion dollars. What's that got to do with God? What does God care about a million, a billion, two billion, ten billion? That doesn't phase God. You know who God is? I'm not going to tell you today because I'm going to tell you next week. I'm going to tell you next Sunday who God is. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell you who he is next week. Glory to God, hallelujah. I got a word for, for Resurrection Sunday on who he is. Glory to God, and I'm excited. Can you tell? Glory to God, hallelujah. All right, every head bow, every eye closed, please, in the name of Jesus. Glory to his holy name, both now and forevermore. Thank you, Father, for your word. We bless you. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.